This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on a very spooky Halloween One Bad Mother, they can all hear you when you scream, a.k.a. a fear of being in public with your kids. Plus, Biz Beats Halloween, Teresa is visited by a parenting ghost, and we speak with Liz Sauer of Ghost in the Burbs. I have to say how thrilled I am that Teresa and I have been in a booth together now long enough for her to instinctually know (laughs) that that we're we're clearly doing doing a spooky spooky woo. Yeah. (laughs) Did not even. I didn't even have to like no, think ahead no, for that. No. It was just ready. Clearly, was, spooky yeah. woo. Yeah. It's <laughs> Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, despite my least favorite. <laughs> Teresa's least favorite time of the year. Despite children ruining it for me. Um, uh, who else is season about? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. the ever ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. Candy. Candy, which does bring up before I ask you how you are, mm-hmm. I do just kind of want to know yeah. how early is it too early to eat Halloween candy? I think we're there. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. This, you is, think, the right Monday, now? this is the Monday before. <laughs> you don't think this October is a week 1st? Before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's I too eat early. candy all, all the, the time. time. I, know. I don't think <laughs> it's ever too early. We call it building up your Halloween tolerance in our house. Yeah, that's that's very very true. <laughs> Is yeah. that a good way to? You game don't want to shock your system too much on the thirty first. You do not. Yeah, it's like carbo loading. That's right. You're preparing yourself. Yeah. For the great Halloween <laughs> vomit fest. Yeah. Um, Teresa. Yeah. How are you? Besides spooked. I'm so spooked. Are you, you guys. spooked? I'm totally spooked. <laughs> I. I'm not that great. Um, I'm not that great. Settle around, children. Yeah, gather around. Grab your flashlight. (laughs) Teresa's going to tell us about how not great she is. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The closest thing I can think to compare this to, we called it that I was seeing a parenting ghost. Right. Which is, like, actually kind of right. Because, like, we always say on this show, you're getting really good at this, right? And I do believe that we're all getting really good at this. Yes, we have to believe that. But... Part of getting really good at this is those those hard times, those like those fails, those times where you don't know how to do everything and it feels really unsustainable and you don't have the answers and you don't have enough sleep and you don't you know have enough self-care yeah like yeah i know exactly what you mean and i i have to believe right now that what is going on (laughs) inside myself and in my home yeah. is a part of the process of yeah. getting really good at this. You know, the yeah. same thing happened when Oscar was a baby and when Grace oh, was a baby. And, yeah. you know, like... You have a baby in your house. Yeah, like, we joke about Curtis being, like, really easy and really cool and everything. And he is really cool. Sure. But he's a fucking baby. baby. Right. He's a baby. He needs everything all the time. Yeah. Mostly for No matter me. how cool he is. Yeah, he's he really still cool. needs everything. But yeah, he yeah. still needs everything all the time. Right. And uh, it's just a lot. Like, yeah. it's just a lot right now. It's just, it feels a little bit crazy right now. It yeah. feels, and I don't know, like, I can't see the other end of it. I know that it must be there. I know that I will get there. But it's, 
it is really hard right now. It's really it is hard really right hard. Now. Yeah. No, it is because you also have two other. I mean, it's yeah. hard when you have one baby in your house. Right. One baby is really hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You start it's all the time. You add any yeah. other combination to that. Yeah. None of those things that are in the pot. Yeah. Are easier. Right. So it's like so much. And that I just want to say I totally relate to that sense of like being in that zone of I don't know. I've, I've cur- I'm with you. I'm currently in that zone of like I totally don't know how to parent right now. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. this stuff will happen. Yeah. And I kind of look at it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. And like that's I don't know if that's worse are better, mm-hmm. but it's it sucks. It sucks. I feel like I, just to end to end this, I just I I would say the the closest thing I can compare it to is almost like what kids go through mm. when they're like about to develop a lot. Yeah, yeah. They have like a regression. Like yeah. they have like oh. a time where it's like really hard. Like yeah. things are like falling apart. Where yes. they're like crying a lot or really like needy or like having lots of accidents or yeah. you know not sleeping well and then it's like boom everything clicks. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's maybe what's happening. To click. You are in the process yes. of a horrible developmental phase yes. as a parent and person. I think so. And it's all about to click. Yes. Well, I wish that for you. Thank you. Biz, how are you? I I'm all right. It's clearly Halloween in Pasadena. You can feel it by the 100-degree weather we're having. Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> Fuck, guys. It is so hot. It's 100 degrees, yeah. and it's like the end of October. Yeah. I'm super not pleased. You definitely can't go to a pumpkin patch in no, this weather. You like, can't no go. one can go to a yeah, pumpkin it's patch. It's like so unbearably yeah. hot. To go. Yeah. I'm like, I usually around like June is when I start looking for pumpkin patches because it's yeah. still cool in June right. here. Yeah. Anyway weather everything's good well i mean it's not i mean i'm tired yeah. i'm sick right. i finally got the sickness that everybody else has had uh, so you're welcome next people coming in to record not not well we're like two weeks out uh till the carnival uh, uh yeah. my third grade class that katie bell's in has like a million other projects that's happening between now oh, and God. then and uh. like somehow i'm in charge of like helping with halloween's well i'm the room parent that's how i'm in charge of helping mm-hmm. with halloween stuff on halloween day so a lot happening But I did have a Halloween moment in which I felt like I beat Halloween. I was at the grocery store this past weekend doing the weekly shopping. And I see a sign up that says 50% off Halloween candy. And I thought, I don't have my Halloween candy yet. Yeah. Many years ago, I had collected just the right amount of coupons, just the right amount of everything where I felt like I had won Halloween and then I hadn't been able to do that years. But I go and I get the candy. And when it goes, when it's time to check out, I get four bags. Yeah. Some of those bags, they've all been mixed up. So I don't know which ones are like the $18 bags right, of right, candy. Right. Yeah. But some are like the 12 and some are the, like the 8 But I go up and I save them for the very end of checkout. And we start going. I was like, I just want to see what these are. I don't want to buy $18 bag of yeah. candy. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. The first one comes through. It's the $18 bag. There's a discount already for being a club card member, and then 50% off, boom, that bag is $6. Oh, my God. And then the rest of This is before Halloween? This is what happened this weekend. I got four giant bags of candy for, like, 20 bucks. That's amazing. I felt like I had, like, won 
sort of weird lottery. Because, you know, that candy shit, you can wind up going in and spending, like, absurd amounts oh, of money yeah. on candy. But oh, this, totally. I got, like, the big bad guy, like, the yeah. ones and the, the good stuff. Yeah. The, like, the bag that's got, like, the Reese's, the Snickers, yeah. the Twix, the, like, yeah. one separate bag of Butterfingers just for Stefan. Oh, like, man. so much candy. And I actually did good at not getting so much candy. I only got four bags. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Before it all just disseminates to offices everywhere after mm-hmm. Halloween right, is over. Right, yeah. But, like, anyway, I felt like I'd beaten Halloween on some sort of you level. You have. You've beaten Which, Halloween. like, makes up yep. for the fact that I still have no fucking costume. Yeah. And Halloween yeah. is very soon. And we all know how I feel Ugh. about, like, Halloween and being a witch. I can't be a witch this year. Sad yeah. mom witch this year. Because yeah. Katie Bell has taken, found my cape from last year mm-hmm. and has decided she's a Dementor from oh, Harry cool. Potter, which is pretty good. Yeah. But I'm like, huh. There goes my witch costume. Well, it's kind of good. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off. Well, I know. But now I think all I have left is cowgirl. Oh, right. <laughs> or cowboy. Yeah. Or whatever. Mom, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll what? be a cowgirl who carries a baby in an ergo. Yeah. <laughs> be careful gonna or I'm going to draw yeah. a baby on you. Yeah. Anyway, Halloween. Yep. Favorite time of year. Mm. Which I think ties in nicely. <laughs> To one of the horrors of parenting that we're going to discuss today, which is, they can all hear you when you're screaming. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Children scream. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Babies. Yep. Very specifically. Yep. And then all the way up until, you know, I guess, well, I guess maybe they scream forever. But, like, there's less screaming from my eight-year-old mm-hmm. than still my three-year-old. Right. Right? And but, the screaming changes, of yeah. course. Sometimes yeah. it's like a high-pitched Right. Just it's just too loud. It's so just, it's just an like announcement. Loud. Yeah. That's loud. La- you know, right. it's not necessarily like crying. No, it's just it's screaming. A, but it's very loud. And then there's too loud. Then there's crying. Yep. And then there's whining. Yep. And then there's tantruming. Sure. Let's say that those are the four ghosts uh-huh. of of ch- childhood noises uh-huh. that come out in young children. What about does, Do you have more? does two kids fighting with each other oh. like is that that yeah, two falls kids into engaging the with each other right yeah. anytime two children try to yeah. talk to each other right. it usually winds up in an unpleasant noise yeah okay so i was thinking about this the other day i last weekend was a football game Alabama, I like to watch Alabama college football with my dad. And it was a game, and he had sent us up some ribs from my favorite barbecue place so in nice. Tuscaloosa. It was so nice. And so we were going to have friends over, and I started thinking about, like, oh, friends over. It's going to be so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have friends over. We're going to watch the game. We're going to eat ribs. And one of those sets of friends does not have kids, but they know what kids are. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they're with me and my kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Another set of friends has a kid. Katie Bell's age. Good friends. We're always together. These are all people who know yeah. what it's like to be in a house with kids. Yeah. And they probably know your kids. And they know my kids. Yeah. And I know their kids. Yeah. But there's still this impending mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. of dread and foreboding mm-hmm. about being in public with my kids. And mm-hmm. I, I want to clarify target 
and like grocery stores. I don't mean like taking my kid out somewhere mm-hmm. where I'm sort of an, an anonymous mom right. with anonymous children yeah. behaving great or behaving badly. Yeah. That that has its own That's its, set of baggage yeah, and like absolutely. fears. Right. For sure. But this is like why am I so afraid still uh-huh. eight years in huh. to be a parent? In front of my friends. I guess it's actually sort of what it's like. Actually, it really is. I don't yeah. think I realized that was the wording, but they just came forth. Yeah. I'm, I, and I don't know if it's the whole like self-identity role. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I'm watching football with my friends, yeah. I just want to be able to watch. I don't want to like parent, right? Yeah. But I also am like, hey, I watch football every weekend with my kids. I, you know, the, right. We all know what the rules are and the expectations. It really, I really feel the like, ugh. None of this is going to be what I want it to be. Yeah. And I'm going to be judged. Yeah. And people hate my hate children as soon as they see my children mm-hmm. when it comes to being around friends or family. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's like a, I was like, uh, I, I, don't, I just kind of wanted to explore that today. Mm. I don't know how much of it's real and how much of it is my expectations and like my, I mean, it's probably all my expectations and all my own thing, but like, I really do have a problem like seeing pictures or like in magazines or like on shows or like a commercial, like all the places they lie to us uh, on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I, they're beautiful lies. Mm-hmm. And where it's like families sitting around like having like a communal dinner. Yeah. Or they're like, it's like a holiday and children are doing stuff over yeah. here and parents are over here. Or maybe somebody's even holding a child, but everybody sure. looks so happy. Right. And like, or there's a child snuggled in and like, right. everybody's so happy. Everybody's right. like having a cocktail and wearing yeah. beautiful hats. Yeah. And like beautiful clothes. <laughs> they do. I want to, I want to be in a backyard with a hat. Yeah. Enjoying myself. Yeah. And like. It always just seems like everybody is under some sort of general agreement Mm -hmm. that we all like each other enough Mm -hmm. to not care about children being Mm. what children are. Mm -hmm. Why? Oh, God. Teresa? Yeah, I do. I know your brain is totally on fire right now. I don't have the answer to this at all. But it's scary. It still scares me. I know, I know. I think, I mean,. There's just, like, so much to this. Because, like, when you first started talking about... The, well, first of all, this is not the topic that you suggested for today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think it's, like, a, ca- a typical case right. of, like, me thinking one thing yeah. and you thinking another. But that's great. But I think, like, the first thing that that I, I feel like we're talking about that you first brought yeah. up was, like, having people see you parent. And, like, I think that there is an identity... Mm part of that like oh god it's like my friends from before and like they're gonna see me do like really uncool really kind of like unpleasant things because that's just part of my life right now right but also I think there is this thing about our culture where and this goes to what you were saying about like the magazines and stuff like there is this thing about our culture where we are mostly parenting in private Right. Unless we, like, have everything perfectly together to be seen. And so, like... Ah! Right. Right. And so, like, we're not doing a lot of communal parenting in general. No. Like, we're not doing a lot of it-takes-a-village-style, like, relationships. Right. Um, We're mostly, like, in our little boxes. I'm not saying this is everyone. Lots of people have a different... Right. Be- slash better setup. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, the way we live here in Southern California with sprawl 
and yeah. with like our families living elsewhere, like yeah. our our like the older generation and our siblings and their kids or our right. si- whoever. We do it all in our homes unless we yeah. like employ a babysitter, right. you know, and that's still private to some yeah. extent, you know. And so the idea of like letting someone into that yeah. feels like a lot of pressure. And like, is this is any of this OK? Like we've talked right. about before how sometimes it feels better for like a kid to have a meltdown in public because right it it's, sort of like validates our experience yeah whereas like when it happens privately it's like is that like a weird secret that I have right. that my kid behaves <laughs> this way and that I screamed or that you know right. like you know what I'm saying no I know what you're saying but like it is really like I have the same thing I mean like you know, our dogs are, like, the main reason we don't have people over that much anymore. But, like, we can lock them up in the bathroom yeah. and have people over. But we've just gotten into these routines mm. where this is just what we do. And it's mostly just our family most of the time. Like, unless, right. you know, my my family's coming to visit or something like that for a couple of days. Right. And it would I would feel, I would like to have people over, but I would feel the same way. I would be like... Like, what part of this is okay for the world to see? You know, well, like, so what part of it is again that's oh my god, I'm gonna say, what part of that's fun? You know what right. I mean? But what like, part, yeah, and that's like sort of where I wrestle with like, I really, I always like it when I'm hanging out with my friends. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I like having. It's like one of those things where you don't kind of feel like you want to do it, and then as soon as you do it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I did it. that yeah. we did it. Yeah, but like. I was at a school, a preschool event at Ellis' school. So it was like a ton of preschoolers, a couple of older kids, and then a lot of parents who also had babies with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's like 5 o'clock. I wouldn't if this was the first year we went. Normally, mm-hmm. I don't take Ellis to these things because I'm like, I don't know, it's your school event, but like, yeah. you're tired you're, by then. Tired, this is like yeah. a total disaster. Yeah. And so we're there, and like kids are starting, you know, babies are crying. Other kids, like at 10 minutes in, like, half the class is crying as yeah, well. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I can give two shits about right. it. It yeah. seemed like, well, that's absolutely what's that supposed to be happening. That seems like what would right? happen. Yeah. And, but then, if I think about that happening with my children anywhere right. else, like yeah. out in the world, I'm like, why don't, why don't I feel like everybody's like, yeah, yeah absolutely, that's what's supposed to be happening. I know, right? I know, like, I know. I feel like, and now here, I think I'm going to switch it again. I feel like I'm missing some sort of disconnect about being comfortable, yeah. being a mom, yeah. as well as being biz in social situations. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like, Because yeah. I, I haven't seemed to make those two parts sync up. Mm-hmm. They still feel like switching, 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 mm. switching. You know what I mean? Like, Which is so interesting because, like, doing this show with you, I feel like this is the right. link. Like, this oh. show is literally the link. Like, this is... Do you know what I mean? Because no, it's about parenting. Well, right. But, like, you would never be doing this if you weren't you. Like, well, this right. Is, but, th- you know? but that's not... I'm not doing the show in my house. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 and, I, right. and I certainly don't want to do the show in my house. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to be like, now it's time for me to be on. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. show you how great I've got this balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. it's a little, like... If Ella starts crying mm-hmm. or starts melting down when friends are over... I guess it is just that I then have to really shift out of doing the thing yeah. that I really want to be doing yeah. and now change into help solve this problem as well as resentment that no one else can solve the problem, right. you know, because he's in a very, like, 
mama only. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much Stefan tries to step in and help, it just seems to ratchet it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like we're in that zone right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, so I guess there's also a mix of like, so there's the embarrassment of like, mm, kids are loud. Yeah. And you, you get to see it. The, I have to step out of something I'm enjoying. Yeah. Right. And uh, you have to see me step out of something I've enjoyed. I always right. feel like my friends are like, I'm definitely never having kids. You know what I mean? I like, know. Well, I know. I <laughs> think, not that they even do no, no. that. I know. I know. But but I think I think it's like the like stigma of a kid having a behavioral issue is really ingrained. Like oh. it is really ingrained. Like yeah. I feel like because I have the same thing where I'm because from a young age that like prejudging like before having kids and yeah. being like, well, my like kid has a problem. My kid is never gonna do that. Right, or, like, my kid's never like, gonna do that. Or it's you the know, parents' that, fault. It's just not gonna whatever. come to that. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like the parent, like the parents are doing a good job. It's just, I mean, I don't want to say that I like specifically had those exact thoughts, but I think I really did internalize some like yeah. well the. That's not gonna, not gonna be yeah, my kid. Not, yeah, and yeah, and right. like, and I did like in my mind, even as like a stupid twenty-year-old, like reflect poorly on the parents if a yep. kid is having a meltdown, which is, it's actually it's sad and it's so funny because <laughs> I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody should ever think that, but right. also, I mean, like, that's just Ha-ha. what kids are. That's literally what kids are, and. and- and we have no, con- I mean, we have some control over some parts of it. Well, right. But I mean, I, I don't know if this is going on for you, but I will tell you it is definitely going on for me. When my kids act out or are having a hard yeah. time with my friend, like around my friends or in public in any way, I am mostly, most of my brain, 90% of my brain is busy taking care of that situation. Right. The other 10% of my brain, which is a significant percentage, yeah. Is thinking, oh, God, I'm sure they're just, uh, these people are just assuming, like, what is going on in that right. house? Yeah. Or, like, why is that kid like this? Regardless, it's negative. Yes. Right. As opposed to, oh, that's what kids do. Yeah. And it's irrelevant to what's going on in the house. Right. And it's irrelevant to who this kid is. Like, oh, like you were even saying at the beginning of the show, they go through these phases mm-hmm. and you kind of forget that, like, you have, like, a good streak for a while. Yeah. You think it's all great to go be out in the world or have the world come to you. Yeah. And then you hit some sort of, like, developmental phase yeah. where everything's the worst yeah. all the time yeah. for everyone. Totally. When the reality is that's totally normal. Stephanie used to say that all the time. He'd be like, everybody was a kid once. Right. Right? Like, and yeah. we just forget. We just, yeah. like, eliminate that sort of acceptance. Yeah. From Which our is lives. so weird. It is. It's sort of like saying ghosts definitely don't exist yeah. when they're around us all the fucking Ooh. time. <laughs> Halloween. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. 
As a parent, the last thing you want to do when you come home from a long day is clean. Care.com is great for hiring housekeepers, too. The holidays are right around the corner. Hire a housekeeper to take cleaning prep off your hands. Fizz and I both have premium memberships, and they're really great. Check it out. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's Care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Ah! (laughs) Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. <laughs> we went up to the mountains over the weekend for a much-needed little break, the Thorne family. And yesterday, on the way back home, it was going to be like a four-and-a-half-hour drive, Jesse wanted to stop at this apple festival that they were having in this like a little town on the sure. way and he always wants to like stop and do things on the way home right. and I am so like a, <laughs> I just want to get home, home person like I'm I'm let's get in the car hope everyone falls asleep pedal right. to the metal and yeah. we'll get there but this did sound like kind of a nice thing we did have time and it was like a good like break in the drive uh-huh. and there was a lot of stuff for kids. So I was like, okay, fine, let's try it. Let's sure. try it. Okay. And actually it was like the best thing mm. ever. Like we uh. actually ended up spending three hours there. Nice. It was not too hot yeah. there. Um so you could be outside. They had like a climbing wall, so Grace got to go climbing. They had like one of those bouncy obstacle yeah. courses that both the kids loved. We got face painted. We got like Ate I mean, a shit ton of apples. We they had no apples at this thing. <laughs> that was the only downside. There was no apples to be found. I don't know why it's called the Apple Festival, but it was really fun. We had a really great day, and I did have that genius moment of like, oh, like this is great. I yeah. can like take all my kids to a thing, and we can have a great time, and like that felt really good. Good yeah. job. Thanks. Mine is completely the same. Actually. Oh my god! Yeah, crazy. almost. I mean, it's not as like Apple Festival, but right. like, so we had people over for the football game. A lot of ribs. You know, mm-hmm. big day. Everything happening at the zoo, as it were, in mm-hmm. our house. And then you know, everybody leaves, and we're kind of hanging out outside. And then it's time to start getting dinner ready. And I'm like tired. I'm done. I just like want the night to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Here's our routine. Yes. This is where we eat. This is where we do things. Yep. Go to bed. Katie Bell really wanted to eat outside because it was like nice in the evening. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I really don't want to do this. Right. I don't do this. And then yeah. I started doing the thing where I was like, Stefan, fine. If you yeah. guys want to eat outside, you're totally in charge of oh setting God. it up Hilarious. and putting it down. I mean, totally. I'll cook the meal, but I don't want to yeah. be schlepping stuff out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Katie was like, okay. So yeah. she like, cleans the table, she gets it all set up. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Ellis is never going to want to come inside. It's just going to be a total shit show. Yeah. Fuck everything. Yeah. It was so nice. <laughs> Katie Bell had built like a little table far off in the yard. Aww. 
and Ellis wanted to sit with her. So they sat out there and ate their dinner. And Stefan and I had ours like at our little backyard table. Oh, and it that was like sounds the nice. weather was really nice. Little double date. He put on a little Jackson Brown. Yeah. And it was like, it was really nice. That's amazing. It was really nice. Great job. Yeah. It was like, why don't we ever use our backyard? I know. Oh, let's use it and yeah. it'd be totally nice like it's supposed yes. to be. Huh. Huh. Look at us. Hey, Biz and Teresa, this is a genius. So my husband and I recently purchased a Google Home, and we really only use it for timers in the kitchen. But up until this point, our three-year-old has not been interested in going down for her nap time every day. So we have decided to use the Google Home to remind her when it's nap time. The hilarious part is that she tends to only do things when Google tells her that it's time to do them, not when mommy and daddy tell her it's time to do them. So I guess that may be a fail within the genius, but for now, the timer's working. She goes down when the timer goes off. No question, no fuss. It's fantastic. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks. Let us That's praise our, yeah. our technology overlords. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you, Google, for telling me how to love. It yeah. is like... It's the magic of the timer. It is. Like, it, yeah. Hey, it's it, nothing to do with me. Yeah, sorry. I, sorry, kid. This is just what the timer says. <laughs> Google's telling you to go take a nap yeah. now. It's yeah. clearly time. There's definitely a horror film in this. Not, I think it's called Maximum Overdrive and or The Terminator. Yeah. It's all the beginning steps, guys. <laughs> well, well, sorry. My favorite part of this had to be wait, my three-year-old's not interested in taking her nap lately. I'm like... Oh, she's not interested? You're not interested, three-year-old? Not interested? Doesn't interest you to weird. take a nap? Huh. Huh. Hey, eight-year-old, you don't do your homework? That's weird. Why are you doing that? Hey. Oh, thanks, Mom, but I'm not interested I'm not right interested. Now. Yeah, just super cash. Yeah. Not interested. I got things to do, like make you play with me and <laughs> not have any time alone. That's, what I'm, that's what's on my schedule today. Yeah. Google Home was telling me. I love this. Good job. Yeah, great job. Letting the technology parent for you. Yeah. I think it's genius. It is. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if it's a crow or a witch. <laughs> fail me, Teresa. Little of both. That's a witch crow. <laughs> <laughs> a critch. Fail me, Teresa. So I mentioned we went away for the weekend. Um, it was going to be a quick trip, and we knew that. Um, but we just needed, like, a break, basically. Towards the end of last week, I knew I needed to, like, pack and get stuff ready because the only way this was going to work was for us to, like, pick Grace up from school at 2.30 on Friday and leave. leave. Like, be ready to go, pick her up, and leave. Correct. But by the time Thursday night rolled around, I mean, it was just a fucking fucking fucker of a week i'm so sorry yeah. but it was I, I can't like oh yeah i just i don't even know when i would have done that like yeah. i just don't even know when i would have done that and yet like i needed to do it but like by thursday night i was like i just said to myself fuck this yeah like i'm gonna go on the trip i'm just i can't do this right now yeah. i have to go to bed yeah. i'm going to bed like, I just was like, yeah. I'm not doing anything else that I need to do today. Yeah, yes. I'm just going to bed. Where's the fail? Well. Because this sounds so. <laughs> so the, fa the fail is just the whole situation. Yeah. Because okay. the yeah. next day, Everything. hadn't packed. Yeah. Didn't have time to pack all day sure. because I had to go do 10 other super important mm -hmm. things. And by the time, you know, everybody was home from school, yeah. guess who still hadn't packed? packed. Yeah. So I had to pack then. 
fine. It's just for a weekend. It shouldn't take that long. We have three fucking kids, kids. and two dogs. So it takes a little bit of time yeah. to pack. So by the time we left, it was like a little after four, mm-hmm. which that's still pretty quick. Well, I did yeah, a really good yeah, job. Yeah. But that means Los Angeles, it's rush hour. Yeah. So it took us a really long time to get out of L.A. Yeah. And then, every, you know. I bet a, you were in a great mood. We were all in a great mood. Actually, everybody was actually great. I was very calm. <laughs> um, I will give myself a pat on the back for that. Because I knew it was out of my hands yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm just going to do the best I can do yes. in this situation and it was fine but the thing is by the time we got where we were going up in the mountains it was 11 o'clock it was 11 <sighs> because you have to stop yeah. for food you have yeah. to stop because people need to pee you have to stop to buy some groceries I mean they're just you, like yeah. with, it just it's... took that long it took that long nobody did a bad job it just took that long we got there at 11 the kids woke up from yeah, being asleep in the car all night. and now they're all excited to be there and they're playing and they're awake and they're having tantrums because things aren't how they expected them to be. And I mean, it was oh just... Oh my God, Teresa. It was... A horror show. It was bad. That's bad. It was bad. really bad. Well, you suck at just trying to... It clearly <laughs> exists. I know. What the fuck? I know. Oh, that's the worst. I know. Thank I'm you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. This is sort of a... I'm going to classify this as a cake fail <laughs> because it comes from the cake world that I've been oh, in. Oh, good. Yeah. So, as I said, all this cake parenting uh, that I was speaking on the show about for the last several months comes from <laughs> uh, all the cakes I find in, like, kids' books yeah. or TV shows from a long time ago. Yeah, like 50 years like ago. Like 50 years ago. Yeah. Francis. The series that yeah. the, the series that I really yeah. love that I grew up listening yes. like reading and yeah. Mama reading to me and the kids uh, it's like you know bread and jam for Francis birthday for Francis little sister for Francis like all these things yeah. Ellis listens to them on tape at night mm-hmm. so he already has them memorized in his head mm-hmm. and in one of the birthday for Francis mm-hmm. Francis is hiding like in the kitchen sink or something mm-hmm. and she's her mom's totally cool about that yep. She starts talking about her little sister's birthday that's coming up mm-hmm. and saying there's going to be like R, Q, P, J, and L, S, R, D oh, right, at the party, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And the mom says, what is that? She says, cake and candy. I thought you could spell. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Whatever. Now, Ellis is... thinks that you spell yeah. cake and candy. Yeah. Like this, and it's not. And yeah. I've been trying to figure out. He he does this a lot. Like long before I caught on to the parallel, uh-huh. he was walking around being like, "What does?" And he says a bunch yeah. of letters, and I just think it's like a, it's kind of like what Katie Bell did. Yeah. He would be like, "That spells." Yeah, he's like is that a word? And I'm like, nope. Yeah. Um, but now I think. Yeah. This is he thinks this is how you spell cake and candy, uh-huh. and there's going to be a, some developmental place. Where yeah. he learns how cake and candy and like letters work. Yeah. He's not learning how letters work yep. with this particular story. Yep. And I feel like it's going to be, it's like it's worse. Be a fail. It's yeah. worse than like being like, yeah. well, Santa is. I know. It's more like, well, letters work. Yeah. <laughs> not how you spell cake. Yeah. I guess I'll just make him feel better by giving him some cake. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hi, one that mother. This is going to be a fail. My two-year-old has gotten into a state where she's always fighting for toys with her sister, with her other kids, uh, other kids in the playground, um, even just for other kids' toys at their house. So I decided I'll be that cool mom who go to the library and borrow a book to teach her a lesson. 
So we went to the library and borrowed one of those books that where two kids are fighting and they eventually resolved and found a good solution. I thought she would learn from it and we kept reading about it and she loves it a lot. But her favorite part turned out to be the fighting part and she just like asked me to read it over and over again and she just only want the fighting part to be read. Especially the parts where the kids say mine, mine, mine and that seems to be her favorite word. I just feel like it's such a fail. I I don't know what to do with her. I guess I'll just have to wait it out. Um, and I'm not even going to go. I'm not even gonna go into the parts where she also wanted other books, and I borrowed them, and I can't even find them anymore. <laughs> Such a fail. Anyways, you're doing a great job. Bye bye. Oh. Okay. First of all, I will say before we get into the sheer failure of this. Failure. Yeah. Uh, good job going to the library. Yeah. We're big proponents on, yeah. I, I don't need this book in my house forever. Yeah. I just want to do some focus. Totally. Like, you yeah. know, it's behavioral book. That's what it's God, here the for. The library's it's fucking great. Yeah. Go get, a, go get a library book yeah. about something you're going through developmentally. Yeah. But what's amazing about this is, again, I, I, no one talks about it. No one's like, well, you're going to go and take this book and show your kid, you know, like what sharing is or whatever. No one prepares you for the fact that your kid may still really latch on to whatever negative behavior that they have mm-hmm. that's being representative in the book. So true. It's so true. Yeah. Thank you for calling they this in. Now it. we can yeah. all be on alert yeah. that this is a thing oh, that yeah. could happen. Oh, totally. Right? Like, yeah. I, I just feel like, yeah. So I'm sorry that you tried to do everything right, <laughs> but good job, Giving your child exactly what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Hello, I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher, hosts of MaximumFun.org's Ono, Ross, and Carrie. We wanted to tell you the good news that our podcast is now weekly. Yeah, weekly. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and report our findings to you. In a time where alternative facts reign supreme, we cut through the murky spin to give you the real deal on topics like UFOs, the anti-vaccination, movement, Scientology, and even apocalyptic churches. We're even undercover for some very exciting investigations right now. Well, not right now, right now. Yeah, that would be unwise. That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture, social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need need Minority Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With a K. Because the C C was taken. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Boo!
It's scary. It's Halloween. This week, we are calling Liz Sauer of the blog and podcast, Ghost in the Burbs. Welcome, Liz. Hello. (laughs) You do not, despite me wanting to speak in a spooky voice the entire show, you do not have to, and actually, neither do I. So I will not do it. Okay. Teresa's looking at me like, please, God, God. don't speak in a spooky voice. Liz, before we get into your blog and the podcast and the ghost stories, I would like to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? And if that includes ghosts, that's okay, too. All right. We have no ghosts in our house that I know of. Okay. Thank goodness at the moment. Sure. But I live in my house with my husband, Chris. And our daughters, Max, who's five and a half, and her little sister, Joey, who just turned four. They want to be my little ponies for Halloween, which I'm cool with. Yeah. So that'll be good. And we have two 10-year-old dogs, two little Westies named Walter and Artie, and a betta fish named Welcome to New York. <laughs> and Max named him after the Taylor Swift song. So. <laughs> Why not make it complicated? Yeah, sure. Now that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. Well, so yes. quick question: Which ponies do they want to be? So Max wants to be Tempest Shadow from the new My Little Pony movie. Very the villain. nice. Very nice. Loving her. And Joey's going to be Twilight Sparkle. Very nice. Those oh. are both good choices. Yeah. Great selections. Yeah. Stefan is good. Stefan is going as a brony. Because he loves oh, he loves my little pony and he loves the bronies and he's going as like full on Rambo Dash fanatic, uh, which is pretty good. I love it. Yeah, so that's pretty oh, good. That's great. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm yeah. so glad that everyone has a costume in my house but me. Anyway, not important. I know. I never have a costume. I always go lame. I'm like, I'll be the black cat. <laughs> Get everybody else all ready. <laughs> you know? It's the saddest mom costume list. Cowgirl, witch, is. cat. All right. Witch cat. Let's get in. Well, you know what? Okay. All right. You started this blog uh, and podcast. It's both. You get, where you, yeah. are, you collect ghost stories from Wellesley, Massachusetts. It's called mm-hmm. Ghost in the Burbs. And I will let people know that I started reading it on the, as a blog. And I, I don't know. I got to be honest. I'm not sure. I think you might have actually sent it to me via Twitter after one of our Halloween shows or something. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll mm-hmm. check it out. And I read the very first entry, and I got so scared. I could not, I could not sleep. And I immediately sent it to my mother and sister. I sent it right away to my mom. And I was like, this is so scary, and it's so well written. You've got you've to read this. Um, and uh, my sister started listening to you. She was like, I really like her voice, so I like to listen to them as I clean the toilet. And I said, fair enough. Yeah. I, I now have shifted to the podcast version as well. But again, basically, you're collecting ghost stories. And I'm just going to let everybody know that regardless of what you personally believe in, I am going to conduct this entire interview uh, under the impression <laughs> that this is 100% true. So mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm going to, because it's the spooky week, Halloween week, yep. and things horrible and awful are lurking everywhere. So this uh, is, it makes them more fun. It does. They're high holy season. So this is what I want to talk to you about. There's this really nice blend in your ghost stories where there, a lot of parenting-related things kind of come up in, in your retelling of these stories. And the first thing I want to talk mm-hmm. about is 
in almost all of your stories, you meet somebody that you either are either meeting for the first time or is an old friend, and they share a ghost story with you that took place roughly around the same time that they had just had a baby or there, or there's a very young child in their house. And as they're telling you the ghost story, they keep saying, because you're like, oh, my God, what did you think? This is, like, horrible. There's, like, a horrible thing happening in your house. And they're like, well, I wasn't sure if it was, like, postpartum or not. Like, if I just hadn't, like, t- if I was right. too tired, I hadn't slept a right. lot. And my sister likes to scream at, the, at her iPod, yeah, like, it's not postpartum. It's a fucking ghost. <laughs> but I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you, like, I do... That seems to be a consistent theme in your writing, this idea of ghosts and scary things happening and people being in a very susceptible place, like right after having a baby. Is that, what do you think about that? Is that something you were thinking about when, when you're writing the stories down and retelling them? Do you think there's a connection between new motherhood and being open to terrible things? <laughs> I think so. I think Part of it is like I just fall into the like write what you know category. <laughs> right. That is what I'm so familiar with. But also I think being a new parent, like terror is there all the time. Like no matter what, I feel like you're afraid a lot of the time and stuffing that down. And super brain's definitely not our friend right. when we're thinking about big decisions like homes or buying a new home or <laughs> I don't know doing things like a Ouija board at a cocktail party. I feel like bad choices can easily come along during that time. But I think, too, like when you're the idea of you being a little bit broken down from being so exhausted and having major life changes, I think that could open you up to (laughs) otherworldly things or it might bring in something like, I don't know, like bad spirits or just the experience might be a little bit more possible in that kind of setting. I really like the idea of bad choices, Mm -hmm. making bad choices, because it's true in almost every ghost story. It's like, well, we bought the house and like it felt really weird. And we found out later there'd been like a triple murder in it. (laughs) You're like, why do or like, yeah, I went to this party and we played these games and it seemed like it'd be fun. Then like, you know, X, Y and Z happened or, you know, like. Yeah, it, it is. There's some truth. Or I thought it would be fine to watch Stranger Things <laughs> because I was really tired and I needed something to keep me awake. Can I tell you? Can I tell you guys? No. I've got a break real That'll quick. That'll keep you awake. Stefan, Stefan has never seen The Omen before. And I, there was a, oh. I know, there was a time in my life where I was obsessed with horror films and I'd watched everything, including The Omen. And because I was raised Catholic, anything involving the devil is definitely true and terrifying to me. But yeah. watching it, we, we watched it the other night because Stefan hadn't seen it. I was like, all right, we'll put The Omen in. I, let's watch it. And we get through the first like half of it before I'm like, I'm done. I cannot watch children like being possessed by the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm past it now. But there's a nanny at the beginning of the movie who like, like she like the window, the window, the window. For you, David. Oh. But anyway, I start thinking. I said, Stefan, yeah. I think this is why I have a weird feeling about nannies. Oh my god! Because like oh because of the like, I just realized that all connected. I was like, nannies, nannies are gonna, oh you know, like, yeah. and, and all nanny horror films. Okay. I'm so sorry, nannies. Uh-huh. That it's like it's like ruining the ocean 
horror films have ruined oh having help in your house when you need it. Hand that rocks the cradle. Oh, I know. Hand that rocks the cradle is another one. It like gets deep into your psyche. That's right. I'm like. I know the second you said the omen, that is the scene yeah. that popped into my head. The nanny in the window. That's right. The nanny oh. in the window. Exactly. Well, you're welcome, everybody. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> genuinely that you guys are not elaborating on right. this. Yeah, 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 I've never right. seen it and I don't, I don't want to know. All right, well, I don't want to know. Let's talk more about parenting. So there's yeah. one of the things I really enjoy about the stories that you share on the site is, one, they are spooky. Two, they're very funny. I, I, I find myself laughing out loud, and the stuff that really makes me laugh out loud is when you are touching on sort of these parenting realities of, you know, tiredness. You talk a lot about what people are wearing and what you are wearing in those situations. Yeah. And there's a real reality of, like, somebody's got it together and somebody doesn't in this situation. Yeah. What's happening in their houses, like how their houses are set up for their kids or how their houses are not set up for kids. Yeah, like There's, like, socializing. Like, there's a whole bunch of talk of, like, trying to get out to parties or going to these events or neighborhood events. And do you go and do you not go? And they're all really funny. And, again, you were touching on write what you know, but I really feel that like trying to exist in the world as a parent is a real theme in your work. Is that, yeah. I mean, again, is that, is that just by accident or as you've been writing now for, you know, a while, has that become something important that you're communicating? Yeah, I think moving from the city, we lived in Boston for 13 years and we thought, you know, we held on for as long as we could, but by the time Joey was, like, 10 months, we knew, like, we can't can't hang anymore as I'm, like, <laughs> pushing the stroller down the cobblestone street crying. <laughs> so, <laughs> we gotta we gotta move on. So, moving out to the suburbs just really hit me like a ton of bricks. It's a different culture. It felt more lonely. Like, I think the first story definitely that I wrote was definitely about that kind of loneliness of moving into a house yeah. that's all your own. I was used to seeing neighbors and all different people, different ages. And this was just, it was, you know, hard for me to adapt to. So I think a lot of times in these stories, I feel as though scary stories, there's one scary story. Something starts, creepy starts happening. I don't know what to do. We figure it out. And then maybe you do or you don't. But it's the people in them that I always find so interesting. Yeah. So a lot of the, my characters are people that I've, you know, met, or they're a mishmash of people that I've met or situations that I've found myself in. And I think it's helpful connecting with other, I found that like with listeners or people who will email me about the blog, like connecting about that stuff is great. It's just sort of that feeling of, am I ever going to fit in? Right. <laughs> and I feel like everybody, everybody feels like that. Like, am I ever going to find my tribe? Am I ever going to fit in? Am I ever going to, you know, it just, and parenting in general just completely turns your life upside down. So that's another thing to navigate. And there's so much fear involved. If you just are raising kids or keeping relationships or, you know, just all of that sort of swirls together. Well, and then I put it around a ghost story. Well, it feels like any fear you're having as a parent gets like sort of checked when you're standing there in front of something truly terrifying happening in your house. You know, you're a little like, oh. yeah, totally. Yeah. What was the first ghost and the last ghost you've ever seen? I've only seen one. Okay. And I think there are some people that are like really open and can see stuff. And I think I'm a closed person. I don't think I can see things, which is probably why I like thinking about them so much because it's, <laughs> 
there really are ghosts and monsters out there. I don't know that I could handle seeing them. <laughs> but I did see, um, we were staying in a house in Nantucket a few years ago when Max was a baby. We were sharing the house with my sister, sister-in-law and her now ex-husband and my in-laws. So I went down to the basement to do laundry and I was, it was in this side room in the basement and I come out and I see a hand pulling the um, bathroom door shut. Mm-hmm. So I just figured it was my ex-brother-in-law because he would do that. Like he would not announce himself. Like he wouldn't just go down the basement <laughs> and, <laughs> and scare someone. But I figured like, oh, it's just him. So I go upstairs and I walk past their bedroom and there he is reading what my, one of my nephews, a story before bed. So I go into the living room. My husband's there. Everyone's in there. And I was like, okay, there's a man in the basement. Yeah. So I grab the phone to call 911 because I am a 911-er. I just immediately, I'm just ready to call anytime anything happens. (laughs) And my father-in-law and husband go down to the basement and they look. And there's no, there's no, uh, it's an old, old house. There's no exit. It's just a basement. There's no way to get in and out. And there was no one there. So I think I I saw like a Nantucket ghost. I I have to say how much I appreciate your 911 calling. Like, in every story, something terrifying happens, and she just picks up the phone and calls 911 and just Mm -hmm. deals with whatever the police say. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, there's no one here. Like, (laughs) I just, I truly, yeah, I truly appreciate that. Well, let's, are you, this question really cracks (laughs) Teresa up, but I'm going to ask it just the way I wrote it, which is, are you raising your children to believe in ghosts? Teresa thinks this is like the funniest way to ask this question. And I'm like, I don't know. This is how our parents would say it. Yeah. It's a thing. I know. I I think I am. At least I think I'm raising them to have a really good imagination about it. Yeah. Because there's just like different ways to think of it. I do feel like so many people have really nice experiences of loved ones having passed and reaching out and communicating with them. And I think that's lovely and definitely possible. And then I think, like, in terms of, like, ghosts, scary ghosts and demons and Bigfoot, I just think things would be so much more interesting if all of that is real. (laughs) So I, like, hope that it's real. I don't want a gremlin or something in my house. But I'm kind of raising them to have an an imagination about it and think of it as a possibility. They know that I write ghost stories. They um, have a really high tolerance for scary stuff. Like, they like the scary part of the Disney movie and they watch a lot of Scooby-Doo and stuff just doesn't really scare them, which is great. So Chris can't read. He hasn't read any of my stories. He can't. He'll read the first couple of paragraphs. And then the second it gets spooky, he just has to stop. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I can bring the girls to horror movies with me when I'm when they're older. <laughs> That's just like my hope that I'll have someone to go to scary movies with again. Well, I, yeah, no, I like the idea of just like I was telling Teresa, I was like, well, no, it's like I teach my kids. <laughs> All these other, like, yeah. practical tips for, like, how to handle situations. I might as well throw in there, you know, like, well, this is how you check out if the house is haunted. Um, and, you know, if this Guide happens. That's right. Well, I know. Wait, please say that again. Please say that again. This is my yeah. favorite thing. Go ahead. Oh, diedinhouse.com. This is a, re- a website that you can go to. It's real. Yeah. I, I you actually. You go there. You go there. You search your house. Yeah. You can find out if something because, yeah. yeah, you don't want to. You don't. I wanna... know that somebody died in my house. <laughs> Is oh, it man. haunted? Not to me. I don't. 
believe it. Okay, I'm not going to. Let's. All right. I will say, I went, as soon as she said this on her site, I immediately went to go look up the house that Helen Michelle and I grew up in Tuscaloosa. But uh-huh. we, are, we know yeah. the house was evil. There, were like, there was like one room in that house that just scared the shit out of us our entire lives. And like, oh we have all these okay. shared stories about like the house in this room. And of course, given its location, that state doesn't, that city of state does not mandate that you do that. So you would have had, we've had to, I would have had to pay for them to go and do all the research to find it. And I was like, I don't live there anymore. Oh. Not my problem. Um, I know. So disappointing though. It would be so, you know. I know. It could have answered know. all these questions. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Speaking yeah. of taking your kids to movies, uh, maybe we don't want to do that, but let's talk about some of yeah. your go-to Scary movies, books, TV shows. What should we be doing besides listening or reading your blog uh, over the next week? Okay. What should we be doing to get ourselves a little scared? Oh, this is my favorite question. I was a librarian, so, like, I just love a good list. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a good little homework <laughs> list. Movies, I saved The Exorcist for oh, yeah. the big day because that is just oh, yeah. so wonderful. But my favorite ghost story movie is What Lies Beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, because I just think it's just such a good, pure ghost story. It's all red herrings and jump scares. There's, like, nothing gory. It's just a good mystery and ghost story. So definitely watch that this week. TV, I just constantly am binging new and past episodes of Ghost Adventures and Dead Files. (laughs) I love both of those. They are my favorite. I fall asleep to them. And Chris will take my headphones out, and I'm just like wake up karate chopping because I'm like, <laughs> but I love them. They just like put me to bed. Books, Come Closer by Sarah Gran is one of the best stories about a possession that I've ever read, and it's not. It's just so good and subtle and really frightening, not gory at all. I don't really like gory things. Will Store versus the Supernatural is another good one to read. It's a journalist who wanted to find out if the um, ghost hunting and paranormal stuff was real. So he went for a year, and he um, is just a great journalist and writes about it in a really funny way. And then My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix is another <laughs> really good one. Because I like my ghost stories like a little bit of humor. Oh, that's great. So it's good. And then podcast, last podcast on the left something it's funny it's kind of feel like you shouldn't be listening to it <laughs> because it's so inappropriate but they're great and they do a great job um with their research faculty of horror two girls one ghost and then my favorite murder of course are all really good good well, for this time of year yeah perfect and we'll we'll make sure that we put that link in uh, uh that list in our show notes for everybody to check out and again check out ghost in the burbs start at the beginning I cannot, it is not like a normal, it's not like a parenting podcast where you just start in the middle and our kids are all like, you know, in high school. Start at the beginning with these stories. It, it is really fun. And I double dog dare you to read it before you go to bed. It's so scary. Um, Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, you guys. Absolutely. Again, we'll link everybody up and we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. 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 Happy Halloween.
so spooky. <laughs> I can't see. I'm I so susceptible. I know. The, the hand closing the bathroom door in the basement. I'm going to be thinking about that for like three days. You are. I just want everybody to know there's so many family ghost stories that I've never shared on the show. Thank I, you. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely yeah. I know. appreciate I'm not because it. Maybe I know you should don't have wanna... like a bonus episode. Yeah, where I just share. I'm not. I'll have my sister have come on. Else. Yeah, and we'll share all the family that ghost stories. Is such a good idea. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Um, um, can I can I make one recommendation for kids yes, on please. ghosty things? Because yeah. um, we do. Somebody sent us this book a few years ago. It's called My First Ghost by Maggie Miller and Michael Levitin, and it's just a really cute book for like even like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. age kids, like little kids, maybe who are a little scared of ghosts. Yeah, it's adorable, and it's about like if like if it's kind of like your ghost is like a pet. Yeah, and it like explains like if you feel a uh, if you sneeze three times, then your ghost is wondering why you forgot he's standing right there. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, it's like if you love your ghost, your ghost will haunt you forever. Aww. And like, it makes you, it makes the kids feel, I think, a little bit more in control of it. Yeah. And it makes it like a fun, cute thing, um, which I fully realize might not be everyone's goal yes. because some people really like freaking out their kids. Um, <laughs> I don't fall into that camp. So if, you, if you're looking for something cute yeah. ghost related for your kids, my first ghost. There, that's very good. I'm, I'm actually very pleased you have a ghost book that you like in your house. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've got the big pile of Halloween books. Um, also, you know what? In our house, we like a nice balance. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. It's, 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 you know, being a little scared is fun, super healthy, on top of that, we're like, yeah, sure, ghosts could be. Mm-hmm. Why not? Sure, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one to tell you they're not. <laughs> and cake is spelled X Q P R D Y. Yep. <laughs> Teresa, yes. Now it's time to settle in. Turn the lights down. Grab a blanket and someone you love, because it's time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. This is a rant. I just want there to be one day where my almost three-year-old listens to me and doesn't just do all the things that she's not supposed to do in succession, sticking her hand in her mouth and peeing on her dress on purpose and putting her feet in her baby sister's face and just one after the other after the other and it never seems to stop and I just feel like a broken record and I don't know when it's going to get better and I'm just so over it I'm just so done I don't want to feel like like all I ever do is yell and reprimand and tell her she's doing the wrong things I feel like it's such a negative relationship and I just want us to be able to have fun and have, like, good days sometimes. And lately it just feels like they're all bad days. Thank you for listening. I just needed to tell somebody. Yeah. First off, you're doing a really good yeah, job. you are. This is, we, we just talked about this in, like, three other ways on yeah, the show already. pretty much, yeah. There is... It's really hard to accept how hard children can be. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. here's the thing. Your own children. Your own children. Yeah. There's, I mean, the unhelpful thing to say is the whole, this is developmental. 
that they're all they don't know how to behave. Part of it is the repetition of telling them over and over again. That's the other ignoring or ignoring. But like that's that's it's like less about the kids and what they're doing. This is about being put in that position as a caregiver to have to do the repetition to feel like it's going nowhere. It's hard not to feel like when they're not doing what you've asked them to do a million times, no matter what techniques or Mm -hmm. different approaches you've done to to communicating with them. It makes you feel like you're doing a bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, not, oh yeah. You feel it's like such a, it's such a burden. You it's know, like, it's like <laughs> don't kick me in the nuts. Yeah, here's a big kick in the nut. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. just like, I, I just it's ask so you not much to, work. It's and it's so... there's no like reward yet. No, like it's just you're pouring all this energy out into this. Yeah, it is pouring water. Yeah. On a fire and yeah. making the fire worse. Oh God! That's what it feels yeah, like. I totally. know this is what's supposed to put this out. Yeah. Why is it getting hotter yeah. and worse in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. That. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's why mm-hmm. we're all so sad and upset and feel like <laughs> shit because there's this weird window with whatever thing you're going through with your kids where it's not getting better at that moment. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it is. You begin to question what you're doing. You question how to do it. You question your very existence as to why am I, who let me do this? Like, and that, and when will it be over? It's like you said at the beginning of the show. I know it's got to end sometime. I know there's a change coming. Yes. But I don't see it. And I don't know when it's going to be. And that is, like, such a shitty place to have to be in. Yeah. And I'm really sorry to you and to you, Teresa, and to me and to everybody. Because that's just such an awful part of this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm not even going to do the whole, like, but it will get be- I don't know. It yeah. sucks right now. It just sucks. Let's just focus yeah. on the fact that it sucks right now yeah. and allow ourselves yeah. To just be in that for a moment. Yeah. And of course you're crying. Of and course. you have a baby. Yeah. You're crying. Yeah. You're exhausted. It's weird it's if you're way not too crying. much. Yeah. Yeah. It's way too much. Yeah. And you're doing a good job. You are. And you know that you know you're doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. Why this is so hard and why it's upsetting is because we have to wait for the effects to come. Mm-hmm. And that's what that is. And you are doing a great job. Yeah, you, you are. You really are. Teresa. Yes. What have we learned today? <laughs> I think we've learned that parenting is hard. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard, it's scary. It's so hard, it's scary. Is completely correct. That should have been the title of the show. Parenting, it's so hard, it's scary. But it really is. I mean, all the things we talked about today. The like, you know, where you are with the kids right now and that whole experience of just like it's just so much. It's so much that you don't know how to respond or react, right? Like yeah. that's a really hard place to be in. Doesn't feel great. It's terrifying. Yeah. The idea of like knowing how kids work, knowing they're going to do certain things like yell or need you and and trying to go out and be part of the world, which you also need. And yet the fear 
of like how people will see you or worse, the fear of how you're going to feel about yourself being a parent out in the world. Like that's like, you know, it's like what I'm wrestling with right now. And that's terrifying and hard and mm-hmm. awful. And, yeah. It, and then sort of like what came up in our uh, the calls today, both in the fails as well as the rant here at the end, this like there's a problem or there's a thing that you're trying to help your kid through. Let's not say problem. There's a thing you're trying to help your kid through. You're doing all the things you think you're supposed to be doing and you still feel awful Mm -hmm. and you still feel like helpless. And that's a horrible place to be. Right. And, and, And so let's just say this week that the day away is parenting is really hard. None of that means that, like, we don't love our kids and that they aren't doing the best that they can do and that they aren't doing exactly what they're probably supposed to be doing developmentally right now. It's just you're also an individual who's trying to sort this out with everything else you have going on. So whether you dawn on some fucking cat ears or a witch's hat or you just have, like, your favorite beverage in a glass that says, if the witch ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You know what? That's good enough. And that, let's just let that symbolize all of our parenting efforts right now. <laughs> Fucking witch's hat is the best we got sometimes. <laughs> and that's okay, because we may still get candy. And that's kind of a reward. And our children are probably going to turn out okay. Mm-hmm. We also learned it's fun to get spooked if you're into getting spooked. If you're not into getting spooked, don't be spooked. It's okay. <laughs> Just like all parenting things. If you're way into this sort of thing, great. If you want to do it a different way, also awesome. <laughs> but for those of you who love being spooked, uh, we learned from Liz Sauer that uh, it's really fun. And you guys should check out uh, Ghost in the Burbs. Everybody, you are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. You're all getting through Halloween and all the things that come with that, be it things that happen at preschools or elementary schools, be it teen dances, be it, be it kids wanting to dress up in things that you have no desire to see them in, <laughs> uh, the pressure for you yourself to be dressed up, a night of eating candy. There's all kind of pros and cons about this holiday, and you're all doing a great job because... It's allowing us to not think about the real horrors that are just around the corner. And that's the rest of the fucking holidays that are coming up. So, everybody, you are doing a great job. Yeah, good job, you guys. And there's somebody standing right behind you. (gasps) Teresa, you're doing a great job. Thanks, Fizz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. 
One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, fuss and fight, not throw down mama's room. Oh, said daddy, baby, fuss and fight, not throw down mama's room. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.